Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Issues. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to another episode of the Don't Give a 50 podcast. We're a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50. We're not slowing down. We're not ready to put on the handbrake. In fact, we are thriving and living our best lives. Yes, some we are. Da- most days. <laughs> some days better than others. Well, at least we're putting that facade on. But if we're not, we're going to put our hands up and say, not today. Yeah, correct. Don't have to hide it anymore. Because we don't give a 50. Absolutely. We have a review. From, Yay! Uh, from lovely Catherine, part of our 50-ish tribe, who says, love, love, love listening to you girls. Glad someone gets to talk about what needs to be said out loud. And Trisha and I are definitely out loud, aren't we, yes. sweetie? Yes, oversharing and out loud. I've never been quiet, ever. I was always getting into trouble at school for talking and laughing. Always. That's just my personality. Anyway. And disrupts others. That was always on mine as well. (laughs) Rather disruptive. Yeah. So, Trish, our podcast is all about not giving a damn about societal expectations. So we're trying to encourage all of our 50-ish tribe to actually lean into, embrace and discuss and share our hormonal journeys because some of them can be quite tricky. We all know hormones are difficult and cause all sorts of disruptions and chaos to our physical and mental well-being. And we've yes, seen that. they do. Mm, it's, it's such a difficult time for some women. So as women, we all have to navigate the roller coaster ride of hormonal changes as well as the additional stresses that come with being a modern woman. And some of those really aren't talked about at all, you know. The no. difference between, you know, what it was like for our mums in their world when they were midlife and ours. So many in the modern world, Yeah. You know, even with technology and all the hormone disruptors that are out there in our foods and yeah. everyday products. Good like, point. Yeah. Good point. 
It's very clever lady. <laughs> so you, you are so clever, Trish. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a moment. Who would have thunk, does? <laughs> there are many modalities available to help calm the chaos, and we know that. We've talked to some amazing people about those very things. And today we're excited to be chatting with Kirsty Eng, the director of Kirsty Eng Fertility, and exploring how Chinese medicine can help our hormonal ride to be not so wild. And I must admit, Trish, I don't know much about Chinese medicine, so I'm really looking forward to this I chat. I dabbled over the years, mm. and I do find it extremely fascinating. Yeah. And I think that the the longevity of the modality must speak for itself. Oh, my goodness me. I don't. On I know. Highbrow. <laughs> so Kirsty's Clinic is a boutique acupuncture and natural health clinic operating out of Brisbane. It has a long-standing and respected reputation in the field of women's health and fertility. Through combining traditional Chinese medicine wisdom with modern nutritional research, Kirsty and her team are dedicated to empowering women of all ages with knowledge of how they can best support, balance and enhance their health at whatever stage of life they're in. So enjoy our chat with Kirsty Yang. Welcome to Don't Give a 50, lovely Kirsty Yang. Hi, I'm really happy to be here. We are it's, so happy to have you here. It's Thank nice you. to have you in our little shoebox. We yes. love having guests in our shoebox. We shoe do, because we, we often have to do them online and it's not the same as having yeah. our guests actually sitting opposite us. It's so funny, when I, when I greeted Kirsty before, I walked up and I just automatically went to give her a big hug because I'd seen her photos, I'd been chatting with her and I'm like, oh, not everyone's <laughs> tactile like you, Trish, just take a step back. <laughs> anyway, that's us, Kirsty's. How are you going? Yes, I'm good, thanks. And how was your day? Yeah, very busy. Busy mm-hmm. in the clinic this morning. And okay. Navigating children and... All the usual things. Yes. yes. All those things, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Kirsty, we love to get a bit of a backstory on our guests. So, would you share yours? So, what initially drew you into acupuncture and the natural health world and how did you get there? Um, when I was in my early 20s, I used to get bronchitis and asthma a lot and used to have to have two courses of antibiotics and I was on nebulizers and puffers and everything and I, I just got really tired of taking them all. So, I went to a multi-modality health clinic. It was on the Gold Coast and I walked in and I just said to the receptionist, who should I see? I'm having trouble breathing. And she said, the acupuncturist. And I was like, "Mm, don't they just do stiff necks and backs? I didn't think for something like asthma and bronchitis. So I went in there and she put one needle in my wrist. And that point is one of the major lung points. And the top half of my lungs just cleared instantly. Wow. And I was floored. I was just like, what? So then four hours later, the lower half of my lungs cleared and I just had a runny nose for a week. And I was like, what is this? So then I just started going to acupuncture for everything and Mm. I would only go and see the GP if the acupuncturist said, "Ah, I think you might need the GP for this one. So I kept going with that and then um, I was a teacher at the time and then I went overseas and ended up working on cruise ships for four years and oh, then, my gosh, mm. that is a podcast in <laughs> itself, <laughs> the dirt behind the scene of the cruise ship. <laughs> Below deck with yes. Kirsty. <laughs> we can create wait, a whole episode. Wait for that episode. <laughs> well, you know, they say there's no rules on cruise ships because it's a, you know, a law, like it's a, its own country. Yes, yeah. I saw that on yeah. 60 Minutes, a huge yeah. show, and saying how hard it is to police anything. Yes. And quite often when you see the fatalities or people who have passed away, they're so hard oh, to 
very actually, difficult. Yes. We, we went, yeah, when I was working, we had and literally two the people pass away. The turnaround mm. yeah, factor of the difficult. boat as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and then in this, this kind of you don't raise your eyebrows at anything when you've been working on a cruise ship. You're just like, oh yeah, okay. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot yes. of juicy stories for you another day. Yes, <laughs> another day without mentioning any names. No, <laughs> no names Sorry. shall be mentioned. <laughs> but, yes, back yes. on track, Trisha, back on track. I'll take you all over the shop. What <laughs> thought process is there? So, yeah, when I was on the ship mm. I had a lot of time to think and I yeah, just didn't want to come back to that old Kirsty, who was the school teacher, just felt like I'd changed too much. Mm. Um, so then I was reading a lot of mind body medicine books and uh, back then really into Buddhism. And then every time I came home for a holiday, I, w- I would go and see um, one of my mentors who um, was an acupuncturist and he became very important later in my career. He was one of the reasons I studied acupuncture and then helped me with my business and helped me spiritually a lot as well. So yeah, I came back and then I decided, um, yeah, I'm going to study. So I went to the open day and felt like Harry Potter at Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, I was wow. just like, oh, this is where I need to be. Yes. So, what yeah, a good feeling. It was amazing. So I did four years study. It used to be opposite this studio. Yes, I remember yeah. that. The Clinic of Natural Medicine Australian or College of Natural Medicine. Yeah. Now it's called Endeavour. But I did four years there and the last semester we went to China and did a six-week internship at a university hospital. So they only treated with Chinese medicine. And that area itself, you know, there was no tourists, no Westerners. So you'd go into a restaurant to order food and there's not even pictures on the wall. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh, not even I'll have a number 85, thanks. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing. So I was, my, I was practising Mandarin, but because it's coming out of someone oh. with blonde hair and oh blue eyes, gosh. many of them just stared at me and my pronunciation was probably terrible. And there terrible. wouldn't have been any apps, translation apps there at that nothing, time. There was nothing, nothing. Mm. So, so we, um, <laughs> I would end up going in and saying the equivalent of chicken, rice, yeah. veggies, and they would put it in a plastic bag and you'd walk back to your room with this plastic oh bag. Gosh. With your soup or your, <laughs> it was really it was a, you know it wasn't a tourist place. I'm just assuming that you had bowls back yeah, in your well, apartment I did. that you could pour the soup yes. into. Imagine trying to eat soup out of a oh plastic. Oh my gosh! Bag. Yeah, well, it was quite a culture shock going there. Because For sure. The first day I got there, they showed us our dorms and the toilets were on the floor. Yeah, that sounds mm. like an absolutely fascinating. Oh, it is. Adventure. It was. Yeah, it was, and and felt like once you got there, everything you learned. Was like a grain of sand at the beach. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's still so much to learn. Mm. So interesting. That healed you early on, and then it just kept drawing you further and further back. You know, you just think of those synchronicities of life, and you know, Mm. potentially it was meant to be. Yeah. My mentor, he he said to me, not many people will have that dramatic a first acupuncture treatment. And he said that was meant to draw me in. Yes. Mm. And and make that my career. Yeah. You know? Love it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the synchronicity of that. I do too. <laughs> yeah. So then I just came back and studied. And then it was like when I finished studying, I had uh, three miscarriages, one after the other. Mm-hmm. And so then I started really getting into fertility mm. and, you know, why is this happening did a lot of um, self-healing, changed my diet, changed my lifestyle, my husband's as well, and took kind of six six months of really working on my health, and then I fell pregnant with my son, and then and then my daughter. After Isn't that. it funny? Mm. Once again, a female that needs 
to research and fix something for herself or her family. We are such a powerful force when it comes to that sort of thing. You know, there is a way and we will find it. Well, I think looking back now, because at the time when I was going through the miscarriages, I was thinking, why, why did this happen to me? You know, and now with my experience looking at the amount of clients I've seen and what they've struggled with, my three miscarriages was nothing compared to what a lot oh, of people go right through. For some people. But for me, I was, you know, I didn't, especially, you know, my son's 14. So back then, a lot of people weren't as vocal. We mm-hmm. didn't have Instagram and things like that. So I just didn't know anyone that had been through any miscarriages. So um, I, I think I was meant to go through it so that then I was really compassionate about helping other people. So I'm really focused on, you know, I have been really focused on helping people conceive and have oh, children. What a beautiful calling. And now it's sort of, you know, now I'm going through menopause, so shifting to try and help myself and then you attract a whole mm. new yes. tribe of yes. people that you want to help because you you know how to help them. Yeah, which mm. is brilliant. And I just, like today's society, hormonal imbalance seems to be more common than not. And that's it's not just for our midlife, oh, sorry, for us midlife ladies, but just for all females, like from puberty throughout the whole female journey. And I know I was talking before and what in the intro I mentioned hormone disruptors and all of that sort of thing. Has it always been the case or is modern life causing it? Well, I was talking to a client this morning and I said, they better not ask me about the impact of plastics because <laughs> I would just go on and on. Yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately you've probably heard, you know, there's microbeads of plastic even in our bloodstreams now. Yes. And um, plastic is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So we yeah. can try our best to avoid it. But our children are growing up in a world full of plastic. And they say that the chemicals released by plastic are quite similar to estrogen and our estrogen receptors are uptaking them and that's why it's really disrupting our hormones so it is disrupting you know female hormones but also dramatically you know interrupting men's Ah, hormones because we don't always see the symptoms like they don't have the regular cycles and all of that so Mm. it can come yeah, Unnoticed. well, they, they say that there is a dramatic decline in sperm counts, so much so, and I can't remember the dates around this, but they halved what they considered a normal sperm sperm count worldwide because everything had dropped so much. Wow. So that's the new normal. Yeah. Okay, so this is it on a mass. Yeah. We're going to just drop it down because yeah. that's the new normal. That's, that's wow. right. And then there is a researcher, an environmental researcher in New York called Shana Swan that's looking at the impact of plastic on fertility. And she says by 2045, everyone is, is going to have to use ART, like IVF and yeah. IUI. Well, it's becoming so much more... Mm common yeah. I guess. Oh my god, this has got the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I know. I'm yes. getting Handmaid's exactly. Tale vibes. It has. Yeah. But it's even, this is probably too much information but it's, you know, it's d- decreasing genitals in boys and the scary thing is the space between this is far too much information. No. But the space between the scrotum and the anus is decreasing in boys and they say wow. that's because of plastics. Wow. Mm. I have heard that I'm speechless. In, the, in, the, in the blood, in the umbilical cord, they have found traces of those plastics of different yep. chemicals, etc. And it's hard to escape them. They've even found the plastics in the polar ice caps, like microbeads of plastic. And they wow. say you drinking water daily from the tap, you're getting a, um, a credit card size worth of microbeads of plastic a day. But mm. Unless you're at the farm on tank water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but then, you know, we think we're doing 
better for drinking water, but so much yeah. of us are drinking water out of a plastic bottle like mm. I am right now. Yeah, but then there's also things you don't think of. Like we know about plastic bottles and takeaway containers, but there's also the lining of tinned yes. food yeah. is lined in plastic and then heat sealed. And so the minute heat gets into that plastic, that's when it's leaching into the food. And mm. it doesn't have to be hot. It just has to be warm. And it's not BPA. It's all plastics. Some, yeah. some plastics, the chemicals are worse than BPA. So other things we don't think of are, you know, baking paper that we use for cooking has plastic in it. We don't think of that. And yeah, then, no. um, you know, just think of I don't have to wash up as much. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> so you can what get about those silicon mats. Silicon's are good okay. until we're told otherwise. That's what my husband keeps saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> tell I know. me oh, silicon's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, these don't work. I know. <laughs> it's like when I get the, you know, the, uh, chemical-free dishwashing liquid. Well, can you get some stuff that actually bloody works? <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Don't worry about your family getting sick as long as you can yeah. wash the dishes. <laughs> Anything, yeah, simpler. But it's also things we don't think of like shampoos and body washes. Yeah. Anything with fragrance, they use it's called phthalates and that's like the chemical of the plastic is binding the fragrance to whatever you're using, whatever self-care product. So all of this stuff mm. in the modern world is obviously causing major disruption to our systems yeah. as such. So then, you know, you've got all of these young girls and mm. I know, for example, my daughter, she struggles more with painful periods and things than I ever did and it seems to be more common. I've actually heard that acupuncture is a very effective form of contraception or an alternative to the pill for less painful periods. Yeah, not not a form of contraception. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, good. Glad to know that. Yeah, I've never heard well, I've never heard of either of that, yeah. either of those. Well, but one of my suggestions was completely incorrect. <laughs> but anyway. But it, it can help with painful periods and has a long history of helping with painful periods. So historically in Chinese medicine, before there was plastics and fertilizers and chemicals disrupting our hormones, one of the main main reasons for women with painful periods, clotting periods, or even infertility was what we called like a cold womb or cold uterus. So the Chinese are really, if you go to a Chinese restaurant, you'll never be given anything cold. There's only hot teas and hot food. In Chinese medicine, they believe too much cold eventually makes the body too cold and then other uterus can be con- too cold. So if you think about the lining of the uterus and all the little capillaries that line the uterus, they constrict with the cold. And then if they're constricting with the cold, you're going to get pain. And then it's also the blood's not flowing as well, so it can congeal and you can get clotty periods and painful periods. But there's other things too, like dairy can cause a lot, you know, a lot of problems. Lily Gordon, are you listening to this? (laughs) Well, hopefully not, because she's not our target audience. (laughs) I always tell you, it's the dairy. It's not the dairy, mummy. It's the dairy, darling. Yeah. But so it's, tell it's, me then, sorry. No, you're right. I how just, does acupuncture help all of this? How does it help? Yeah, what does okay. it actually do? Yeah, so interesting question. So I get asked this a lot, so mm. it's easy one to answer. So say if you come in for pain, mm. like say tennis elbow or a headache, what we're doing then, there's lines of energy that run through the body, meridians we call them, and usually they're blocked and that energy is not moving very well when you have pain. So those sort of treatments are quite simple because you're putting needles in the meridian and then releasing the flow of chi or flow of energy so that the pain 
goes and there's a you know good blood flow through that area. But if it's something like a painful period, you're doing sort of the same thing, but you're also warming the area. So we might do something called moxa, which is um, a Chinese herb that has mugwort and that really warms the uterus. Is that put on as kind of like a poultice pack or is that taken internally? Uh, no, that one is, it looks like a cigar mm-hmm. and it's got rolled mugwort and then we hold it you know, about five centimetres away from the skin and, and warm the area. Ah, yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. But if you're coming for irregular periods and, and a lot of young girls are coming with irregular periods, then we're doing points that help focus on regulating the hormones. So the way we're doing that is targeting the different organs that we see that regulate hormones. So in Chinese medicine, it's the liver energy that regulates our menstruation, but then also we have an impact with the spleen and the kidney. And when I talk about organs, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with those particular organs. It's the energetics and the balance between them in the body. So we're targeting that. So my mind's going at a thousand miles an hour at the moment because, I mean, I have had a couple of sessions in my life of acupuncture and I didn't like it at all. So what my question to you is if someone does come in with a painful period, like where do you stick the needles? Like straight into the, you whack a few in your tummy or where, where are well, you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to put needles into your vagina. No, no, I didn't think that. I didn't think they'd put sorry, them in your vagina. That, but Sorry, you may no. need to cut that out too. No, we don't. No, no that's well, I have had men yeah. ask for fertility treatments, for male fertility treatments, where are you putting the needles? Yeah. yeah. They're worried yeah. about that. They're worried that. about that, yeah. yeah. So is it on your, do you well, stick the needles in your tummy? Well, painful periods, there's a lot of points on the legs. Okay. And then there's points, there is low abdominal points. And for fertility, we're doing a lot of low abdominal points because we're redirecting the energy to focus back on the uterus. So, Kirsty, mm. um, I went once to acupuncture was with my husband and he had a sore lower back and this was from a Chinese master and Mm -hmm. they put or he put the needle in his belly button and he said that where the umbilical cord goes is something to do with the centre of life and that's where he kind of directs everything from there. That's interesting because you know when we trained we were like that was one of the forbidden points to oh. needle. So we only moxa the, the Okay. Um, I'd rather a moxa than yeah. a needle in my belly button, just saying. <laughs> well, maybe I'm going he, with he was very old school Chinese, yes. so perhaps he's... We do just under, you know, just under yeah. there are a lot of points. But, yeah, yeah, we okay. don't do that Interesting. Mm. So mm. what you're saying with the young girls and all of that, because the other, my nieces both have the polycystic ovarian syndrome and I know that endometriosis is also becoming kind of more rampant in society. So these are things that acupuncture can assist with as well. Yes, and then when I have someone coming in with PCOS or endometriosis, we do a lot of diet and lifestyle and we give a lot of diet and lifestyle advice as well. So so a lot of it is Chinese medicine, but some of it isn't. Some is like endometriosis is really decreasing inflammation in the body. So looking at all the foods that are highly inflammatory and cutting them out and then increasing foods that are anti-inflammatory. For those who don't know, endometriosis, is that when the lining grows on the outside of the uterus? Or? Yes. So what they say is it's when you get your period and you get, you know, the 
the blood is coming up often out through your fallopian tubes into the pelvic cavity, which a lot of people don't know it does. Mm. And the stronger, you know, the cramps that you get, the more menstrual debris will kind of go into that into area. Into your system rather than but coming out. It wow. should it should be cleared up, like naturally cleared up. But mm. someone with endometriosis, it's kind of hanging around a lot of places it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then they do say that it, a lot of research is now looking at it being an autoimmune condition. So mm-hmm. okay. you'll get the lining being in places it shouldn't. So then that may be something entirely different where it's just growing in different places because it shouldn't be. When you have clients come to see you, how long is a rough treatment plan? Well, usually what I say is if, say if they were coming in with menstrual pain, like your daughter or um, we'll say come once a week for a month to get the biggest impact Mm -hmm. and then we'll see how they're going and then drop the treatments back and then give them a lot of diet and lifestyle advice to see if they can hear to that, then maybe see them once a month. Mm. Because a lot of this, and I know with we're going to move towards kind of more of our age bracket in the moment with the um what's that thing we get that makes us forgetful <laughs> menopause <laughs> <laughs> but i know with some of these things we're talking of with the painful periods polycystic ovaries and even I know that one of the symptoms of perimenopause and and I know this happened to me is the the flooding the Mm -hmm. really heavy periods and oh my gosh I was in James Street in Brisbane which is this fancy street at a beautician getting a pedicure in a white pair of jeans oh no Mm. and I just felt this thing and I went oh lucky Mm, mum was there lucky she could go to the car and get me a jacket but yeah and and since then I've then heard and spoken to many other ladies that actually experienced that and weren't aware that that was one of the signs. But quite often when I talk to these ladies and you go to the GP and then potentially your gynaecologist, quite often a an intrauterine device will be prescribed. So mm-hmm. that's masking the symptoms. Do you think that is that something that if you have one of those already so you can't get acupuncture to fix it. Is that something that you would use with acupuncture to... Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah, in combination. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you've got one. Thanks, Mel. Can to you address that those? sentence? Because I've lost it. <laughs> so you've got, if you've got an IUD to address. Alleviate those symptoms yeah, that potentially yeah. acupuncture could have already. Yeah. Yes. But in combination yes, with, um, with acupuncture. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And you can make a big difference. I, mean, I had a lady recently with very heavy periods and he was constantly having to take transamic acid to stop, oh, wow. stop the flow of yeah. the heavy periods. And then I um, gave her some Chinese herbs. We were giving acupuncture weekly and then she it's all calmed down. Oh, great. Because so I literally, and this is oversharing, you know, it was like almost mm. like tampons weren't even an option. Yes. Mm. And it was kind of like back-to-back maternity pads. And mm. there was like the second day of the period in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I literally couldn't walk. It felt like my uterus was falling out. But yeah. it was just... Mm. Well, Sorry, well, peeps. You know I'm an overshare for my Well, in Chinese medicine, we say a period should come and go without event. Yes. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't, the bleeding shouldn't be too heavy. It shouldn't be clotting. You shouldn't yeah. have pain. You shouldn't have migraines. You know, you shouldn't have, you know, horrible breast tenderness if it's too mm. much. It shouldn't be moody. It should just be nice and smooth. Wow. And if if it is a problem, it shows that your health is out, you're imbalanced. Yes. And then we have to look at where is that imbalance coming from and give you 
diet and lifestyle recommendations to rectify that. Mm. And I know one other thing, when I did go to the gynaecologist and because last time I went was just before I turned 50 and I'm like, oh, look, I don't really think I need the marina now. And he said, do you want to be pregnant? And I went, no. Yes, well, (laughs) it happens. So we'll get pop it back in. (laughs) But that brings me to my next question, like (gasps) with all of the work that you do with fertility. Like if somebody said to me now, congratulations, you're pregnant, I don't think I would feel the same excitement that I once desperately wanted to feel. (laughs) But there are some ladies in midlife who would like to be pregnant. Yes. But also with all of these conditions we've just discussed, you know, fertility is going to be an issue. So that's kind of what you are working with with acupuncture. Well, yeah, a lot of the women that we see are late 30s and 40s we've had like a a, uh, last year we had a 44 year old woman fall pregnant naturally so it's a matter of getting your body in balance and also what we say is when you're younger than 35 there's a lot of energy a lot of chi focused on reproduction Mm. after 35 it shifts away to your heart so we we use the acupuncture to pull that energy back down to the uterus so um you know with your age it can be more of a focus again Yes, it's pulled away from that area. And Mm. as women, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, my kids just aren't interested in getting a partner lifelong, getting married Mm. at this stage of their life. Everyone is in the friend zone. And I said, well, that's because they're all so busy and there's so much they want to do and they know that they can go and do it. And so everyone is leaving that until later, therefore children till later, and their bodies are just older when they're trying to breed. That's it. And then you've got all the other things on top of it, all the plastics. Yeah. And and somebody once <laughs> said to me, it doesn't matter how fit you are or how young you feel, your eggs get older. Well, that's yeah. it. But then it's also some, and thicker. some women coming in are too fit. Some women are exercising too much, yes. you know, and mm. flipping their body, flipping their cycles out completely. I see that. I see that yeah, often. Okay. Mm. Mm. Too extreme. So if you want some more of this excellent information from Kirsty, <laughs> just hang on. We'll be back in a minute. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So let's keep going with menopause just for the moment. Kirsty, can you tell us how menopause is viewed from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective? Yeah, menopause, we see it as an imbalance in the kidney energy. So as we age, the kidney energy declines slowly and the kidney governs fertility and pregnancy and growth and ageing. So over time, the kidney energy declines. And when we're reaching menopause, we see more of the imbalance. So the kidney yin specifically, which is body fluids. So that's why we notice dryness. And when the yin declines, we also notice anxiety and irritability because it starts to, the 
imbalance in the sort of cooling and heating sides of our bodies. The cooling declines and then there's a bit too much heat. So we notice hot flushes. We also notice the heat starts agitating the heart. So we feel anxious, um, palpitations, panic attacks. But then, you know, it can also disturb the liver energy and we'll start to get irritable and edgy. That you just described. described a day in my life <laughs> perfectly. I've never heard it articulated so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Ticked a few things there, <laughs> a few symptoms. So in one of your Instagram posts recently, not that I've been stalking you at all, you mentioned that menopause is a critical window for women's health. Yes, it really is because what happens at menopause, if you're not looking after your health properly, that's when major uh, diseases can set foot and start to take hold. So it's a, a really important time to take check of diet and lifestyle and make sure it's as healthy as possible. In Chinese medicine, there's a theory called the gates of life. And women, we have three major gates for life. So puberty, childbirth and pregnancy is the second one. And then the third one is menopause. Mm. And these are like uh, really important uh, sort of gateways for our body to change physiologically but also psychologically. And if we're not really, you know, focused on our health and if our mindset's not that great and our lifestyle's not that great, then we can really, the things that are already a problem for us can kind of penetrate deeper in our body and be more of an issue as we age. If we kind of focus on them and get treatment and get on top of them, then these things become a bit easier and it can be a chance to turn things around. A lot of women, when they go through menopause, are like, right, I need to get healthy. I need to, you know, go and see mm. a therapist and talk about my, you know, marriage or whatever. So yep. it's, you know, that's how that's yeah. how we see it. It's kind of like it can be a super empowering time yes. to get your shit together or that's you it. can lose your shit. Yes. That's, mm. that's very eloquently put. <laughs> yeah, that's very highbrow, Trish. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. I like to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just sort of thinking, I mean, because I, as I said to you, I've only had acupuncture a couple of times. I, I hated it. actually made me feel quite nauseous and I don't know whether ah. that was just. Maybe that's because you need what? unblocking. Well, you yeah, well, it was in my shoulder because I was having, I had a shoulder injury at the time. Yeah. So if there's other members of our 50-ish tribe out there that are like me and very reluctant to mm. go down that path and try it, what would your advice be to me and to them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> often if it's your first acupuncture treatment, regardless for, you know, on what it's for, mm. it can be quite moving and it starts to move all the toxins in your body. So some people after the first and the second treatment, they can get headaches and mm -hmm. they can, you know, I've had one client uh, years ago that was vomiting afterwards Wow! because it's shifting everything and trying to rebalance your health. So sometimes I just say, you know, stick with it mm. because it's going to make a difference. But if you, if acupuncture is not your thing, there's Chinese herbs, there's naturopathy, there's homeopathy, there's kinesiology. Okay. So let's get back to acupuncture just momentarily. How long do you leave the needles in? for <laughs> you personally when you go to your clinic yes do you have trouble lying there with needles in she oh, has trouble she... sitting still yes least. i have trouble sitting still but also yeah absolutely because a yeah. lot of people you know it, we sort of think if you have trouble lying there you actually should be lying there longer because mm, you actually I need to be more still. than lying on some sort of table getting attention oh no give <laughs> yeah. me a massage every day i'm no, there no, <laughs> no, i'm good for yeah. i'm good for needles yeah well we like to do cup 30 minutes needles. 30 minutes. Yeah, most, you lie there with needles in for yeah. 30 minutes. Because Take some headphones, listen to a podcast. 30 minutes. No, because okay. we, we put a lot of calming points in. 
And so I'm saying we because there's other girls that work with me, mm. but put a lot of calming points in so that your energy has time to really settle and you s- suddenly start to feel really rebalanced and zen. And usually each treatment works on the last. It has an accumulative effect. Yeah. So you honestly don't feel the effects, that's kind of zen effect, until your third or fourth treatment. Then most people walk out looking really groggy and sleepy and, and you know, like they've just woken up. <laughs> I'm in. in. She's not convinced. I'm 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 booking one a week for the next four weeks. (laughs) And I'll drag you along with me. I'm willing to try things. I'm certainly willing to try things. I guess it's just not, you know, something that's sort of at the forefront of my mind based Mm. on my previous experience. But you have such a nice calming effect. Maybe it was the guy that did the acupuncture. It was a bit full on. Having it on explained, me, like, yeah, 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 Explained yeah. why, yeah. and you know, if if you do feel mm. nauseous or you do feel uncomfortable, that's possibly because of this, this, and this. So, but if you feel uncomfortable, do you still just have to lie there and just suck, suck it, it up? up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have clients that have said, "Can I can I just stay for fifteen minutes? Can I just stay for twenty minutes?" So we usually know who they can are. Can I stay and for three minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll build up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we will build up. Yeah, yeah. It's like culture. Hours, isn't it? You've got to build up to things. Yeah. Can you do that though? Three minutes is probably too short. No, but can you build up? Yeah, like, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Mel is currently has her book in front of yeah. her chest and like clutching <laughs> and non verbal communication. Yeah. Her body language is oh my God. <laughs> so I need to me. get out of here. <laughs> I can't so, do this. So, um, what did I want to ask you next? So, you mentioned before women in menopause and this is something that was really paramount for me that they can struggle with anxiety in this transition what does that indicate in the system because I remember somebody saying to me that ever you've had kind of anxious tendencies before it can kind of feel like someone's pulled the mat out finally and you just can't get back whereas normally you might have a wobbly moment and go okay I'm good now Mm. So what does that indicate? Yeah, um, for us it indicates there's an imbalance between the kidney and the heart energy. Mm-hmm. So the kidney energy is cool. In in this instance, we're looking at the kidney yin energy and it's very cooling and it cools the heart down. And we say the heart is like the shen or the soul, the spirit of your being. And when that kidney energy starts weakening with menopause and you don't have enough of that cooling effect, it's not cooling the heart down and we say the heart can get too hot. So then you have the anxiety. You can also have trouble sleeping at night so you can be waking frequently and feeling restless. And <laughs> Yes, Melinda, I'm looking at you. <laughs> So then we have to um, build the kidney yin energy. So one of the main herbs for that is actually goji berries, which is a Chinese herb that most people know, but that's one of our main herbs for um, treating kidney yin. So sometimes it's as simple as, you know, you get a lot of goji berries and not a lot, like a handful of goji Mm -hmm. berries, put steep them in boiling water and then drink that through the day. Can you just go to bulk foods and get the chocolate coated ones? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are they just as good? Uh, (laughs) Chocolate's quite, you know, stimulating. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably doing the opposite. Look at me. I'm always looking for a shortcut. That oh, no. But I just love pleasure. the fact that we're having this lovely conversation about health and all this sort of stuff and I put a bowl of lollies <laughs> 
in the middle of the table. <laughs> How about that? Don't worry, I, I have quite a sweet tooth, so mm. I come from a long line of diabetics. So oh, <laughs> it makes it, you know, I have to be really like, oh, don't eat. I, I've actually said to clients, because I often recommend, you know, cutting out alcohol or cutting out coffee, and they're like, I'm really struggling to cut yeah. out alcohol or coffee. And I'm mm. like, well, if you put a bowl of freckles in front of me and a glass of wine, I would be looking at the bowl of freckles. Absolutely. Until they were gone. Every time. Okay. I, don't, I don't care about the glass of wine. Mm. And it's just... It's just me. I mm. like the. I want the sweet things. So it, it's different. You know, people struggle with different things. Yeah, mm. we've talked before about many different cultures and how they view aging and the transition of women, menopause, mm-hmm. etc. Like I feel sometimes, I guess in the Western world, there's a certain amount of ageism, and you know, we get to a certain age and then we feel kind of like, well, well they don't really know anything anymore or whatnot. Yeah. Yet some cultures we're revered, and well, what know, what does Chinese yeah, medicine or, or the Chinese feel? I feel like they've kind of got yeah, it. Yeah, they do together. feel like the the mm. women, and, well, probably and men too, are very wise when they're older, and that is because of this theory that we have. So there's an energy that we call Jing in our body that we get at the moment of conception, and that kind of governs our growth throughout life. It is part of that kidney energy that I talked about before. Mm-hmm. So once reproduction is finished, then that jing is repurposed into making us wise and to make us, you know, quite steadfast and strong and, you know, opinionated, but in a good way. Like we know our value and we know our worth and we're ready and and willing to talk about it and help others. So it's kind of that movement of the energy Mm. to help that foster wisdom. And I have Mm. spoken to women on the other side of menopause and they have said there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I also have a theory which is not that dissimilar to what you have just discussed and that is that after our body has needs all the energy for regulating the temperature of our uterus and everything like that, all that energy goes to our brain and we're yep. therefore more fierce. A lot smarter. Yes. Yeah. Although we say it goes to the heart because in Chinese medicine your heart is your spirit or okay. your soul or yeah. what we call shen. So it goes there. Well, I'd say that the Chinese medicine people probably know a little bit more than my (laughs) theory. The (laughs) thousand-year-old Chinese. (laughs) Potentially, who knows? Knows more than you, Trish. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) Although you do know lots. I do know lots. Yeah, a little bit about everything. Yeah. yeah. Nothing qualified, though. (laughs) No. You know enough at the moment. You know Actually, enough. that's not true. Anymore. I do have a certificate in business administration <laughs> from the Serena Russo Institute of Business, which I got in the early 90s. She did ask me to be on the TV show. Brisbane, Queensland people will know about that show. But I said no, sorry. <laughs> You're too busy. <laughs> and that is something you didn't need to know. <laughs> a few minutes of your life you'll never get back. I'm sure Kirsty's riveted though. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm time, I just like I'm wondering if that's the deportment class. No, <laughs> no, in fact though, I also used to run a modelling agency at the Sunshine Coast and did do a deportment course and used yeah. to teach the deportment oh, courses on occasion. She was very good too. Well, yeah, yeah, I remember doing one in high school. Oh. So that would have been nineteen ninety. And then I'm thinking, is that Serena Russell? No, that's what was yeah. my mind was Brisbane? going. Brisbane. Would have been uh, Fairolf Buckingham, June Deli Watkins. June Deli Watkins. Yeah, she was the, yeah, that was yes. the big uh, agency yes. in Brisbane. Yeah. But we've kind mm. of digressed slightly, <laughs> girls. <laughs> slightly. 
<laughs> See, we told you that we get off topic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so that's so much great advice. I could keep asking questions about all sorts of stuff. Especially how long the needle's staying for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for coming and just having a lie down on the table. I don't care if there's needles. As yeah. long as I get yeah. to have a lie down, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if there was anything that you wanted to let our 50s tribe know that we haven't covered, what would that be? Well, it's probably that, you know, diet and lifestyle um, changes are really important when you're going through menopause because a lot of people are struggling, but if they made some simple diet and lifestyle changes, it could really help. So things like cutting down on caffeine. Caffeine is really linked with hot flushes. So I love Earl Grey tea. And I've found for me, if I have two, then I'm having hot flushes. If I have one, I'm okay. I can yeah. get through mm-hmm. the day. But coffee has four times more caffeine than a cup of tea. And the other problem from a Chinese medicine point of view, coffee is it has these aromatic oils in it that are too stimulating and heating. So coffee can actually trigger a lot of hot flushes. Okay. Alcohol can as well. Mm. And if you think about alcohol and coffee, they're diuretics. So they're making you just leach fluid from mm. your body. And the, pro- yeah. and the problem is we need more fluid. Mm. So it's interesting, you know, you, you want to live your life as well, but if you're struggling with hot flushes, it might be a good idea to take them out for a little Isn't bit. Isn't okay. you say that? Because because I remember years ago, it would not be unusual for me to have like three or four cups of coffee a day. Mm. But now I will have one. Occasionally, if I'm going out for mm. catching up with friends, I might have another one or whatnot, but we'll probably opt for one of those little piccolos. But just naturally, I have transitioned to just one. Yeah. Most days, some days, none. Maybe you realise. Well, I think your yeah. body just kind of, you go, hang on, I don't feel like that now. Either it's too hot or just too much. Yes. And the, the other thing is people don't think of like spicy food. Some people love spicy food. Yeah. And we can, in Chinese medicine, we look at the tongue as a diagnosis point and we also do pulse diagnosis. But with the tongue, we can see someone that has either too much sugar, too much caffeine or mm. too much spicy food because, you know, the, the tip of their tongue is really red and they often can have a pointed tongue. So I I was talking to a client. Oh, my gosh, my lips are so pursed now. I'm like, oh, my God, don't judge don't my tongue. Don't look at my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so a client came in today and I went through all the diagnosis and I've seen her a few times and I looked at her tongue again today and I was like, ah, are you having spicy food? Oh, yes, of course, I love spicy food. I have it. Mm. Every meal is spicy. You know, they're putting spicy Chili sauce. On everything, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, you need to, you need to reduce that because she's too hot. She was f- complaining yeah. of heat symptoms." Mm. And I guess the more you have, the more you crave, and it's mm. almost like sugar. It's like yep. you know, more, more, more. And then there's things too. You know, there's other things that you don't think of, like if you're struggling with vertigo or clearing phlegm all the time, or struggling with you know, sort of mucus-like symptoms. You really need to. Dairy is an easy one, but there are other things. If you're having avocados and bananas every day, we say that they're quite damp or phlegm producing. And nuts are the same. Like if you're constantly snacking on handfuls of nuts. So typically someone that comes in and they have what we call a damp or phlegm problem, they might have like a banana smoothie every morning and avocado on toast and then they're yes. snacking on nuts. And then Isn't they, that? Yeah. And it's it's a shame because it's all, they're really healthy foods. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? But know, obviously for their body. It's just mm. tip, a tipping point. A tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. Superfoods mm. aren't always super depending yeah. on you and your yeah, makeup. that's it. Because avocado makes me nauseous. Yes. And everyone else it. loves there it and I know it's such a 
great food, but I've yeah. never been able to eat it. Mm. So Egg whites make me nauseous. So mm. for you then Once you... again, it's all about me and I'm sharing today. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then you have to be careful with things like sugar because that's going to be too much for you. Pork mm, and too bad. <laughs> <laughs> rich fatty meats. Like they'll just yes. keep building up that kind of what we call damp and phlegm and then you'll yeah. tip over and get a symptom. Yes. Mm. It's yeah. funny because I've recently had a cold and all of the virus is out of my system but still that re- residual cough every now and yeah. again. Yeah. And mm. we will say if you're someone that you get a cold and then you struggle with a cough, if it goes straight to your chest, usually mm-hmm. there's a problem with damp and phlegm in your system yes. anyway. Damp and phlegm. Mm. So cut Lily out. Gordon, are you listening? Cut damp out avoca- avocados, bananas and yeah. nuts. And nuts and, well, that's also with dairy. Yeah, and dairy. People mm. forget often, clients forget that chocolate is part of that. Yeah. You know, the dairy. Yeah. Dairy is in chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> like, Unless, of course, yeah. you're eating pure cacao wafers. Yeah. <laughs> the cheeky vegan, little date in the middle. Vegan chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you and can some may think, chocolate. what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> That's exactly right. That's it. But it's yes. funny because I haven't been eating a lot of chocolate. And when I do, it will be like a really heavy cacao, dark, whatnot. And mm. then the other day I had a bit of just normal milk chocolate and it it, it had lost its flavour and it mm. just tasted waxy and yep. weird. And I'm yep. like, mm. I don't get this. Because you started I getting healthy. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I still love this. Yeah. Now I don't even like one piece. It's like when you cut out, if you cut out sugar and you can get to, you know, sort of three weeks with not eating any sugar, then, you know, if you do have something, it just tastes so sick. Yeah. 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 It's too, a bit too much for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. You Just can push through that. I've done plenty of time. <laughs> Despite the bowl of lollies. Yeah. I'm actually not a big sugar eater and I do have to drive back to the sunny coast. So it's that's a wild why card I'm, day for you. Yeah. So that's why I'm hitting myself up with a yeah, good girl. bowl of lollies, <laughs> including some freckles especially for you. Just out of interest, with acupuncture... And this is totally off track, but just um, raised my curiosity. What are some of the, like, the youngest or oldest patients you've ever treated? Well, apart from my own kids, I, I had a client come in about a month ago that is, you know, one of my favourite clients and her and her partner have come in regularly for years and we've just helped them as well have a baby. And so she said, is there anything you can do? I think she's allergic to dairy. There's some intolerances. Um, and you could see she was in a lot of pain. She was only five weeks old and I said, wow. oh, let's just do massage first. And I was, you know, massaging, mm. massaging and she was fine and she fell asleep. And I've actually got a video on my Instagram. We, you, and I then I decided to put a needle in and you just see her just slightly move her hand and then that was it. Wow. Only five weeks old. And then the mum said afterwards it really helped. Wow. Mm. Yeah, she was was my youngest. It was really cute, five weeks. And we had a 15-week-old in two days ago, and same thing. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. A friend of mine, her husband is a chiropractor, and she told me this story. They were travelling around Australia and there was another group at the campsite with them and they were saying how their child never sleeps and, you know, has whatever. So anyway, the husband had done an adjustment on the child and then the next morning they came out and they said, oh, my gosh, I haven't slept. And they went, why, why? Was everything all right? Went, yeah, that was the, my child slept through the night for the yeah. first yeah. time in That's years. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing those things out here, like I know. acupuncture, yeah, well, mm. that chiro- we don't excess, that we should. Well, that's it. My daughter, when she was born, she was breech up until 39 weeks and then she had quite a flat spot on her head and I took her to physio and nothing was happening. Someone suggested Cairo 
and one session, no flat spot. I don't wow. know how to explain that. No. What about things like arthritis? Can acupuncture and Chinese medicine help arthritis? Yes, acupuncture is great for arthritis. Oh, good. So, I think I've got it in my little finger. I've got I it in my I, right knee. I but thought I heard Once it. again, needle going straight into the knee. Do you put it in the knee? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the needles are tiny. They're, They're so fine. smaller than a... In. And and mm. did you go to an acupuncturist? No, I haven't had it. I haven't had no. For, oh no, for your shoulder, or was that someone no. doing dry needling? Uh I don't know, because I, uh, the dry needling technique yep. is quite strong. Yes, and you're meant to oh, hit yeah. the point well, and get that's a what I had. No, yep. I did. It was spasming. Yes. That's dry needling yes. as opposed to acupuncture. Mm. Some acupuncturists do do a really strong technique. We do a very gentle technique. I'm into gentle. Yeah, that's why the baby, you know, didn't wake up when mm. I put the needle in. And yeah. we use very fine needles. Okay, all right. I might give it a whirl <laughs> then. I, might, I think we should. Yeah, come yeah. in and have a session with you, Kirsty. <laughs> we can record my I am reactions. I 100% in. <laughs> <laughs> See how we you can go. Video. We can yes. video me. <laughs> well, we have, because a lot of women are coming in trying to have babies, we have mm. a lot of women coming in that have never had acupuncture before yep. and just want to because they know it's going to help them conceive mm. and there are, there are a lot of people that come in there are needle phobic but they just want to have a baby so yeah. once we start putting needles in I would say 98% of them are like is that it okay yep okay all right I'm feeling a lot this. more confident yeah <laughs> I've got this. this. Kirstie, unfortunately we are running out of time, but um, we do have a wrap-up question for you. It's Mm -hmm. one that we ask all our guests. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) So if you could go back in time, what would the Kirstie of today tell her 20-ish self? Apart from go and have some acupuncture. (laughs) 20. Oh, yeah, I was pretty mixed up back then. So probably. (laughs) We all were. Yeah. Pretty down on myself, insecure, not confident. You know, it was probably just more believe in yourself, you know, love yourself and, you know, you've got a lot to offer the world. Absolutely. Not just walk around, you know, being Such, a bit of an eel, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you. Go and get some <laughs> acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't try, imagine you any acupuncture earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a look at those energy systems. Yes. Your chi. Yeah, your chi. See, look at you. Go now. You've got all the words. I've got all the words. So that's it from us today. We will put links to today's divine guest, Kirsty Yang, in our show notes for you. And don't forget to stay in touch with us. Follow us on Instagram at don't give a 50 or email us at hello at don't give a 50.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss, or if you would like to put yourself or someone you know forward to be a guest. (laughs) I've got this friend. (laughs) I've got this friend who's really cool. Go to our website, www.dontgiveafifty.com.au and while you're there, sign up to be part of our 50-ish tribe. Also, and very importantly, if you've got a moment, leave us a review and a rating. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. Absolutely. Thank you so much Thank for coming you, Kirsten. Kirsten. I feel very calm. <laughs> you do have a very calming oh, effect. thank you. Despite my... Fear of acupuncture. Yes. I'm already feeling better, see? Oh, so good. thank you so much. Thank that you, That was Kirsten. so interesting. Slightly. <laughs> See, we told you that we get off topic. Yeah, yeah. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 